0: Well, hello there.
1: It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. You always tell me before we start this thing, stand by Mr. and Mrs. America. In this day and age, <laughs> yes. that could be one person. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, so much to
0: talk about. Uh, so much to talk about. First of all, I thought we'd, we'd start with a, a bit of a, a smile and a bit of a quizzical a quizzical look. Okay. Um, Joe was having a screening of a movie at the White House yesterday, ah, yeah, uh, and I yeah. guess uh, actress Eva Longoria was there, and yeah, and and Joe was introducing uh, her, and, and he gave her a hug and uh, a grope. Uh, yes, <laughs> it really, and yes, truly, it, it really, and truly yeah. was. If you don't believe us, uh, go to Gateway Pundit, you'll see the uh,
1: picture. So a nice picture. I mean, yeah. it's of his hands uh, where but, they shouldn't be.
0: But Eva's smooth. She she could tell that Joe was getting a little too uh, personal. And, you know, this is right in front of everybody. This is up on the stage. But Joe is sliding his hands uh, along Eva's uh, sides towards her front frontal area, if you know what we're talking about. Yeah. And she smiles and diplomatically. Maneuvers her way out of his grasp. But when he was introducing Eva Longoria, he said this We've
2: known each other a long time. She was 17, I was
3: 40.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you. She was 17, and I was 40. That is creepy, Joe. That is a creepy thing to say. But it's not the first time that Joe said something like this. Listen. But guess what? We got a lot to do. You got to say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. That is creepy, and that was, by the way, that was back uh, in September, okay, when he said that one. Uh, She was 12 and I was 30. With Eva
1: Longoria, he just changed the numbers. She was 17 and I was Mm -hmm. 40. Uh, So he likes Bobby Goldsboro is what I'm thinking. It was summer the first time. It was a hot afternoon, last day of June the sun was a demon i, I think yeah. you i think you're thinking too much
0: into this i think joe was just looking for a, uh, a crop of the fill he was looking for a, exactly exactly uh, but the thing is he does this in front of every the world he doesn't care where he is or who is there if he feels it's time for him to get a little uh, afternoon delight then he will he'll do his, his thing and uh, he has no shame and he does that line about uh, she was 17 and i was 40 you know people laugh but it's kind of creepy it's kind of you don't want to think of this th- this old guy as uh, being a pervert but i i think he kind of is you know and when he says that by the way she was 17 and i was 40 or she was 12 and i was 30 you know Maybe he's not trying to be funny. Maybe he's telling us a a true story. <laughs> Maybe he was that way when he was a younger guy.
1: Well, I, I would say so. I mean, uh, I'm not going to get into the relationship age thing, uh, but on this particular occasion, it's not about relationship age. It's about him just being a horn dog, and uh, he's a <laughs> He was looking yeah. for a slut puppy. That's what he was looking for. and uh, Well, he, he really and truly doesn't care. You know, the guy
0: doesn't care about a lot of things. I mean, he doesn't care that he's putting our country through uh, this trauma, this national trauma. Uh, we have never been in a situation where one of our chief political uh, candidates is being assaulted like, uh, Donald Trump is being assaulted now. You know, I, we were talking about this just before the show. Uh, right. tex, tex, uh, texera, the uh, young uh, airman. The guardsman, yeah, yeah, he got indicted. He got indicted. He got six counts uh, of uh, charges on the indictment, six counts. And I thought, well, wait a second. He He supposedly gave top secret information to the enemy. And I'm talking thousands of pieces of information and he only gets six counts but they charge a, a former sitting president of the United States with 37 counts i mean it's it's just
1: mind boggling and the country's well, feeling it, it and yes and and on this particular occasion we actually don't know if oh, all these classified documents and everything. Well, you know, if they're classified documents, I would say that they're not that classified because if anybody willy-nilly can take him and do what he supposedly did, uh, there's an accountability error with uh, the government uh, itself. And on Trump's case, uh, you know, they don't want to show the documents. And he can declassify anything where this kid couldn't, but he can declassify anything that, comes across his desk uh, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. And it doesn't have to come across his desk per se. You know, know? Newsmax
0: uh, has grown uh, so much over the past year. They really have worked hard to fill the void of the uh, turncoat uh, channel Fox, which just decided to throw off the conservative mantle and jump into the liberal pool of, uh, you know, fake news. But right. Newsmax has grown their evening program programming to a point where uh, they're doing a superlative job. They have Rob Schmidt at 7 o'clock. They have Eric Bowling at 8 o'clock. They have Chris Plant at 9 o'clock. And they have Greg Kelly at 10. They really do cover the nighttime with some great programs. Greg Kelly the other night, he's been doing the show now for a couple of years, and he's a, a very sharp guy, guy. By the way, Greg Kelly and Rob Schmidt and Eric bowling all three of those guys, used to work at Fox. Mm -hmm. They all have a Fox background. So so these are uh, guys who, they have that kind of gravitas in the media. They know what they're talking about. But anyway, um, Greg Kelly was talking about the charges and the documents, the classified documents. You know, Mm -hmm. we see boxes stacked up on stages. We see boxes piled high in a bathroom. That's all staged. you got to realize that. Then Greg says, now here are the classified documents that they're talking about. And he takes a box, a, a stationary box, and the stationary box is almost empty. There are two documents on the bottom of this box. He says, these are the classified documents that they were complaining about in the federal indictments. He said mm-hmm. you see, they've shown you box after box after box. They've shown you documents strewn down on the floor like he was throwing them around like it was a party going on. And the fact of the matter is, it was
1: nothing. Look, all you have to do is put yourself, if you were Trump in that situation, and whether you had two documents or 10,000 documents, Would you have him in the bathroom? Would you have him on a stage? Would you have him sprawled out all over the floor when you're known as a a tidy, tidy person? Yes. I think not. Even a tidy, tidy person, you know, unless they're a hoarder and he's not a hoarder, you know, but let's sit there and let's be honest. I don't care about your hate for the guy. Let's be honest and let's take this personal. Would I do that? Hell no. Well, it's Trump. He would do that. No, he wouldn't, and you know damn well he wouldn't. So let's get off this train and let's get let's get serious here. And they go after his valet too. You heard that right? Oh yeah, his they valet. go after anybody close to him. Yeah, you know he's look. They they want to they want to embarrass him. They want to try to find a way to incriminate him. They want to do everything that they can to sit there and pick his wallet, you know, to see if they can sit there and bleed him financially with bogus charges and you know that right now as we sit here and do this Mm -hmm. there's somebody there's probably a um a think tank a stink tank a stink think tank where they're sitting (laughs) there going there you go say that five times real fast yeah right (laughs) uh where where, where they're sitting there trying to come up with oh this would be a cool thing to do to them all right let's charge them with this because everyone's gonna go no uh-huh uh-huh
0: yeah i would i would suggest Anybody who hasn't heard the fourth episode of Tucker on Twitter, do mm-hmm. so today. <clears throat> it's only if his reports are only about 12 minutes long, they're not the whole hour program like he used to have. He's, he doesn't have any guests, it essentially is the length of his old monologues when he f- would start mm-hmm. the program. And uh, but yesterday, in episode number four. He does a parody. He he literally, with sarcasm, points out that uh, Biden is a wannabe dictator. You know, he said <laughs> there was that chyron that was in the bottom of the screen at Fox. Uh, it was only on the on the screen for about 30 seconds. And I, I'm going to tell you what the chyron said, because I have it here in my trusty little phone. Well, there well, you go. No, we'll <clears throat> no. What he said was... On the bottom of the screen, wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. On the left of the screen, you have Biden talking live, and he's shaking his fist like like uh, Juan Perón. And on the right, you see President Trump talking at Bedminster. But at the bottom of the, the Fox screen, wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. Well, the liberal wannabes at Fox went ballistic. How did that get on the screen, even for 30 seconds? It's amazing how much damage it did for just being up for less than a minute. 30 seconds. But the the guy who put it there, the producer, has been a producer at Fox for a decade. And he is one of the most well-respected producers at Fox. Oh, he's going to be well, gone. he is gone. He is gone. They told him to get his stuff, clean out his desk. The guy said, okay, I'll, 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 you have my notice. I'll be out of here in two weeks. They said, no, get your stuff now. You're out of here now. So the guy is gone. Um, I would think that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up working with Tucker on something because uh, they are on the same page when it comes to thinking and politics because Tucker took that line. Wannabe dictator, right? Speaks while Mm -hmm. wannabe dictator speaks while uh, after. How am I getting? I always get this wrong, but I I will read it again. Wannabe dictator, uh, speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. I mean that is such a classic banner at the bottom of the screen. But um, Tucker took that line, and he, with sarcasm, extrapolated. He made it sound like, oh, Joe Biden wouldn't be that way. And then he says these different things that Biden is doing, which points to him being this wannabe dictator. He's doing everything like a wannabe dictator, not just arresting Trump, but other things. You know, uh, the the border, the the, uh, the way that he's crushing our economy. Uh, it is amazing what Tucker does in this 12 minute segment, episode four. Uh, and I, we don't usually promote other podcasts, but the fact of the matter is you owe it to yourself to watch this episode because uh, he does a magnificent job and he speaks the truth. He speaks the Mm -hmm. truth. By the way, you know, he'll never get his job back at Fox and it must drive Fox nuts by the way, when he does stuff like this, because, you know, I was thinking, He's probably doing these episodes on Twitter for nothing. He's probably. Oh, well, he yeah, is. Yeah, but because he because he's still under contract with Fox and they're still paying him, which yeah. means which so they're means, paying him
1: to attack him. <laughs> that's ex- that's that's exactly and, and, right. And the guy they let go of. Yep. He's getting the severance pay, and, you know, if they wanted to cut it off, he can go, oh, no, I gave you my two weeks notice. Yes, yeah. I'll be packed up and out of here in two weeks. That's two weeks notice. That's true. That's true. So he's got to get his uh, unemployment. And, hey, yeah, and it, and it made the news, and it's been talked about on networks and shows and podcasts like this one probably everywhere. So good job. That was smart thinking, you know. It's was like, you I, know, never let them – Fire you. I would think, though, seriously, I would think that Tucker is going to hire You know, Tucker's going to build a
0: little cadre of uh, professional people, media people, I would think, that are going to help him build his little uh, empire. You know, Tucker on Twitter is not the end. It's just the beginning. It's just keeping his name out there. And by the way, you know, he's got like 150
1: million downloads. So... (laughs) Yeah, you know, a buddy of mine started a network. We all know him, Glenn Beck. He's got his own network now, yeah. and you know, media company. Tucker could kind of do the same thing. He could be uh, TCN, Tucker Carlson Network. Sure,
0: absolutely. If he if he hasn't registered already, I mean, he could already be in <laughs> on his way to doing that. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, uh, Tucker Carlson, you you might want to check it out. It's really worth it. Um, we talked yesterday about Mike Pence. And we played two cuts about Pence and how, how, uh, such, how, what a slime ball he is. What a, what a swamp dweller he is. I mean, he to is. His, his lack of loyalty to the guy who gave him the second most powerful position in our country. I mean, without Trump, who would have ever been talking about Mike Pence? But anyway, um, he said this yesterday. He just keeps, he keeps doubling down on his on his uh, moronic comments. Listen, it's
2: just spiriting, uh, but you're
4: on record tonight. saying they're serious charges and and, the, and they're very, and they're concerning.
2: Well, uh, look, they, look, no one's above the law, and we're all entitled to the presumption. That's the problem, though, this of innocence. That, but, that's the
4: argument uh, from the other side: is that some people? It yeah. seems to be a two tiered justice system. That's 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 what the that, Trump that, supporters is, are saying. Is, is there, there
2: something to that? With, yeah. with well, of course there is, Joe. I mean. to... T- I mean, we live through it. I mean, we saw Hillary Clinton engage in this kind of behavior with regard to classified materials. And to be given a pass in 2016, we saw two and a half years of the Russia hoax, That now thanks to the Durham report, we know it was an investigation that should have never even been started. And we've seen a Justice Department that seems to have a two-tiered system of justice. None of that changes the fact, though, that the handling of classified materials is a very serious matter. Not only from my years as vice president, but also my my years on the international relations right. committee. And uh, and look, I I had the chance to review the indictment over the weekend, uh, and this indictment contains serious charges, and I cannot defend what is alleged. Uh, I, I I will tell you as as a not only as a former vice president, but also m- my son's a marine, my son-in-law is a navy lieutenant. I mean the the very prospect that what is alleged here took place, creating an opportunity where highly sensitive, classified material could have fallen into the wrong hands, even inadvertently, that that jeopardizes our national security. It puts at risk the men and women of our armed forces. And as I said, I I can't defend what is alleged, but uh, the former president has a right uh, to his day in court. Uh, I know he's pled not guilty and Uh, At the end of the day, though, Joe, as you suggested, I I can't, I I just can't, uh, uh, I, I can't believe that politics didn't play some role here. We have seen the politicization at the Department of Justice for years and years. We saw FBI agents that falsified official documents to further that Russia hoax. And so one of the things I've said in the days since this news broke, shortly after I announced for president, was... If I had the privilege to be president of the United States, we're going to clean house at the top of the Department of Justice. We're going to find men, men and women who are universally respected by both political parties. Uh, and and we're going to restore public you, confidence in equal treatment you, under the you law. You were
4: there for four years with with uh, President Trump. Do you think he's... I mean, some of this stuff uh, would be characterized as reckless. And I'm just wondering, the, the voters... You know where the polls are. Again, I don't know, you know, people discount polls, but sometimes his numbers go up with things like this. You're, you're in single digits. He's at like 40 or 50 percent. It, does it ever affect uh, GOP voters to the extent that they say, I, I, you know, I support this. I supported his policies. Uh, I've even defended him and said this is not right the way the Justice Department seems weaponized. But I don't want him sitting in that seat again. Does that ever occur? to to voters? Is that what you're hoping
2: for uh, as a candidate? Well, no, I'm I'm not hoping for anybody else to fail. I'm hoping to prevail uh, on the basis of 20 years of experience. Look, I I think our party needs new leadership, but I think our country needs new leadership. And I think this is no time for on-the-job training for anybody. They, they... I mean, I spent I spent 12 years in the Congress. I, I don't know everybody in the House majority, but everybody I know is a committee chairman. Mm-hmm. And I know all the members of the Senate. I know governors around the country. I've been a governor. I've been a vice president. The magnitude of problems and challenges that this country is facing, Becky, I, I think demand that those of us that have the experience and the ability to lead and to make a difference, step forward. And that's why I'm running for president.
0: What a big feeling guy, huh? Holy smoke. First of all, first of all, we talked about experience. Yeah, it's not a time for uh, on-the-job training. Trump has been president. You've never been president, uh, Mr. Pence. And and, and if based upon your attitude towards Mr. Trump, uh, I would not want you sitting in the White House in the Oval Office.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, he's talking about, you know, these classified documents. Does he even know what these documents are? Because he even admitted that, you know, how the FBI has falsified everything. And, you know, there was proof, too, that the, like you said here earlier, there was only two documents. Here they are. And how classified they were, we'll never know. And, you know, the allegation that, well, it, what could have been and could have, you know, just haphazardly. Okay, so in other words, there's no crime. There was nothing there. You're just saying careless and reckless. Well, that's been the whole charge, and how do we know that you haven't made this up? And if he well, had it, and he declassified it, it's his document to begin with, no matter what it says.
0: Trump, in my opinion, because he was president, and because uh, in the opinion of a federal judge, when a similar case was brought based upon classified documents and former President Clinton... Uh, Trump had the right to declassify at a moment's notice, instantly, okay? That's one thing that Mike Pence didn't have the right to do, yet he had classified documents in his house. But you notice how the deep state said, well, it's okay for Mike Pence to have him. We're not going to file any charges against him. It's okay because he's going to go out and he's going to run interference and he's going to try to mess up the election of President Trump, so we're not going to stop him. We're going to let them go, essentially, is what they were saying. I want to play for you Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland made some comments about the indictment and his special prosecutor.
3: Can you give the American public a very clear sense of what exactly your role was in the indictment process, just so people can understand what that role is? And then secondarily, uh, given the historic and extraordinary nature of the case, uh, explain to people, if you would, why this was the best and most appropriate step that was taken and why there were no other alternatives. Um, I'm trying to remember the first first question. Exactly, your role.
1: Yes,
2: so my role is completely consistent with the regulations that set forth responsibilities to the attorney general under the special uh, counsel regulations, and I followed uh, those regulations. Uh, with respect to the second question, this again is asking for particulars, and I'm not going to be able to comment. Um, um, all of the uh, comments on this will have to come in filings in court.
0: He would have been great in Berlin in 1943. I had my orders. I was following the rules, and I was doing what I thought was best for the fatherland. Let me tell you something. This guy, thank God he's not a Supreme Court justice. You know, he was he was put forward as a, a nominee, you know, uh, under Obama, and they said, no, no, we're not going to—he doesn't, he doesn't cut the what mustard. The,
1: what the hell are they afraid about in those— couple of documents that Trump had, and Trump said he's going to bring down the House. What is he or our nation guilty of? And I say that only, and you mentioned, you know, sarcastically, Germany and the Nuremberg trials. Well, what came out of that, too, were, you know, the slaughter camps of the Jews and the prisoners. Now there's a story on Japan, where the old House of Horrors, where they did biological testing. You know, the Ukraine War, and I'm sure there's other places... Apparently, we had some labs there for Um, over over 40, over mm -hmm. 40 now they're saying. So, yeah. So we played uh, God with uh, people's bodies, too, and probably God with America with the COVID thing, because pretty much everybody at least thinks in the back of their mind, hey, this wasn't right. This was given launched on us. And probably by our own nation. Well, look at what uh, the hell's really in those documents that they're so.
0: How many times did Fauci say uh, the virus came from an animal to human uh, morphing, a transmission, meaning from bat to person? Okay, he said it over and over and over again. That's what he sold. Well, now a couple of days ago, he they had to admit that they found the zero victim, the first victim of COVID. And that victim was in the Wuhan lab, the same lab that Fauci funded with his organization. Mm -hmm. Fauci, Fauci couldn't do that kind of experimentation in the United States. They outlawed it. So he figured out a way to take his funds, to take all of that money and send it over to China so they could do it in their labs and he could continue on with his
1: life's work, whatever the hell that is. Uh, Do you remember in the late 80s uh, or 70s, actually, uh, when, uh, you know, it became to prominence, there was a bad virus out there. It was mainly in the gay community and maybe the people that were uh, in the community of uh, drugs, but the gay community, AIDS. And then there was the theory that, you know, it got loose from up in the Midwest, Minnesota or something like that, a U.S. lab that uh, it was created by the government. Now, I don't know what the truth, that got poo-pooed pretty quick, but people that might be in their 50s now might remember that because that was the big scuttle. But but you didn't have the internet, social media, all the different news networks that are on cable back then to sit there and flush out that story, whether it was true or false or just hearsay. But, you know, I got to wonder about everything that's been launched on society if it wasn't manufactured, you know it's it's a point. We're at a point right now where
0: we're questioning everything. You know, my and you should. I was having lunch uh, the other day, and I was talking to somebody who said, "You know, um, everything that we've learned in history, I'm questioning. I mean, I I thought when they gave us the facts from history, it was the facts. It's not." That way anymore. I mean, we we have been lied to and manipulated so casually by our government that now everything we we question. Um, I want to play you something. Somebody said, I guess it was in this interview we just heard. What am I saying? Somebody, somebody was talking to uh, uh, Pence, and they were talking about, well, do you think that'll change and flip the voter? Some of these comments that you're making. Do you think it'll change the voter? There's a guy named Tommy Harris. He is just an ordinary guy. He's a minority. He is. I only say that because you'll hear it, 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 he he speaks for everybody. Tommy Harris. He was in this car. He had his cell phone out, and he was talking about the indictment and Donald Trump. It's about four minutes long. And I want you to hear the whole thing, because Tommy kind of gets into it, and I think he speaks for a lot of a lot of people. Listen.
3: The more you indict, the more we vote. The more you indict, the more money we send. We're going to vote for Donald Trump. You can drum up dossiers. You can drum up indictments. You can do all of that. The more you do it, the more we vote for Trump. So do what you want to. You know, throw us all in jail. Indict all of us. We're still voting for Donald Trump. And it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has everything to do with the job that he did when he was sitting in the seat. Our gas prices was low. Our economy was booming. The world was at peace. Wasn't nobody stealing. He didn't need to steal. The man's worth almost $9 billion. Joe Biden needs to steal. He's a career politician. He done steal and gave his family $10 million. Here for his daughter, $10 million for Hunter. million for a dead son, his wife, everybody done stole money in his family. Everybody. For the last 60 years, this man has been stealing money. And you wondering why we voting for Trump? Because y'all drumming up stuff? Because you got the FBI in your back pocket? Because you got the CIA in your back pocket? It's not going to influence our votes. Now, if you want to steal the election like you did the last one, go right ahead. We know you stole it. Ain't no way in the world this man having 60,000 people at a rally and this man's got 800 people at his rally, and he wins the election. Man, you know, Arizona holding out their results. All these, uh, all these states holding out, out of uh, their results because they're taking buy-offs too, man. This man has been paying off. He paid off Ukraine. He paid off Russia for the dossier. This man's paid off everybody, man. And Senator McCarthy, or whatever you are, Representative McCarthy, you're worthless, dude. You're worthless. Go handle your debt ceiling, man. You you are worthless. You do us no good. None. Okay? This man has been indicted four times since you've been in office, and you haven't indicted these stealing people not once. Biden's stealing everything. Stealing money, stealing access. Okay, shut down our gas pipeline and our gas went out the roof. You're darn right we still voting for Trump. It ain't got nothing to do with Donald Trump. It's got everything to do with Donald Trump's policy. It's got everything to do with Donald Trump's past experience in the office, in the seat. We see the difference. You think we need to uh, 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 have indictment? We don't care about no dang indictments about something he did before he was president. Man worth $9 billion. I'm sure he did a lot of stuff, okay, before he was president. Just because you hate him, don't mean that we hate him. And I don't even know the man. I don't don't care to know him. Just put him back in office because he did the best job in there. Not Biden. Not Obama. I don't even want to talk about that dude. Did nothing. Nothing for eight years. Nothing. But, I'm sorry, you did. Evidently, you was blackmailing Ukraine. You and Joe Biden was blackmailing Ukraine, because you the big guy. Y'all ain't going to ask him no questions. News reporters scared because they rhino. Fox scared because they rhino. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. This This is stupid ridiculous. And we're going to vote for him again. So do what you want. Indict him five more times, man. <laughs> Come on, line up and indict him. We're still voting for him. We still send any money. He's still 61%.
0: That's Tommy Harris, mm-hmm. just an average guy sitting in his car with his camera. That has gone viral. That is going viral on TikTok.
1: He got pissed off one day, driving his car because that's it. That's uh, that's <laughs> it. And there, I got a camera. Yeah, there was a movie filmed with a, a camera. It's amazing what technology can do. But it's that's that's America, speaking out and speaking their mind. And they got to be careful because they're going after Trump. Trump's not their enemy. Their enemy for the deep state, and if you're listening from the deep state or from the left, the enemy is the people Well, because Trump, we're tr- tired tr- of your— Trump says it. He says, ah. don't,
0: don't misunderstand the situation. They're coming after you.
1: I'm just mm-hmm. in the way, yeah. meaning Trump. But I think the people—I'm uh, hoping the people are getting fed up. Now, what are they going to do? It's very important because actually— uh, the next year and a half will tell the tale. If we let it happen and don't do anything when it happens, all right, you know, then you don't care. You don't care. And if you don't care, then you get what you get. The um, the
0: world is, uh, we're being distracted a lot, by the way, by the deep oh, state. Oh, hell yeah. They're trying desperately to uh, make us all look away at what's really going on in our country they're talking about uh, problems with uh, the Pride Month. Oh, kids are protesting in Burlington, Massachusetts. Kids, by the way, are protesting. These are just oh, no- yeah. normal middle school kids who who are saying to their teachers, essentially, uh, we're here for reading, writing, and arithmetic, and we don't want social uh, propaganda shoved down our throat. We can deal with that at, at the appropriate time. It's amazing. The adults in the room are the kids, and the kids in the room are the adults right now. That's how it is. It, it's truly, truly amazing. They're, they're being told in Burlington, Massachusetts, they don't want to have pride flags all over the classroom, posters all over the building. Kids ripped them down. Yeah, they ripped them down. Absolutely amazing. So, But that by itself is becoming a big story. It's a distraction. It is truly mm. a distraction we are being distracted because a lot of other stuff happening in the background you know i want to play this one cut if i can this is a, sure. a he's the this is the minister for foreign affairs in hungary uh, peter Sagleri, i believe his name is i could be mispronouncing his last name but uh, Peter speaks with a a bit of a Hungarian accent, but uh, he's one step ahead of me because I can't speak a word of Hungarian. So, Peter, you're doing well, yeah, a, you're doing. If,
1: a, if you yeah. can't pronounce his name, it's just some Hungarian guy with something important to say.
0: Oh, yeah. But he talks about Trump and his
5: indictment. And this is from... Uh, uh, an official from Hungary. Well, may I say uh, business as usual in a way that uh, whenever a conservative leader has a chance to uh, take over an important position and when a conservative leader has a good chance to win an important election as President Trump, as far as we understand, has a good chance to return to a White House, then he or she gets immediately under an enormous attack uh, by the uh, liberal mainstream. The situation is very similar in in. Europe, in case there's a conservative leader being strong, uh, enjoying a good reputation, enjoying a social support, then he or she is usually under attack of the uh, liberal mainstream. And the liberal mainstream is not shy away from using all kinds of um, of tools, and and unfortunately justice is usually one of uh, these uh, tools. So we stand uh, with President Trump, we cross fingers for him, to be honest, Uh, under his leadership we had the best political relationship between the United States and Hungary. He's a true friend, and as a true friend, uh, he can count on us in any kind of uh, situation, that's for sure.
0: That's a Peter Saj- Sajari, I believe. It's a Saj- right. uh, You know, Peter you, from sir. Hungary. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but uh, he's, he, he's speaking as a foreign diplomat uh, from a country that... You know, 40 years ago was behind the the uh, communist iron curtain, and now he's saying, "Look at uh, this is this is what we come to expect from conservative uh, leaders who are doing the right thing." The left c- goes after them and tries to destroy them, and that's what they're doing with President Trump. He said, "But uh, if Trump needs us, we're right here. He can come and see us anytime he wants to." Essentially, I thought it was very refreshing to hear. Uh,
1: another foreign leader speak like that, you know? Um, there's a lot of people, leaders and just plain populist people, especially from all over the world. The world is watching what's going on in the United States. We are the symbol of freedom and what they aspire to be. And if we crumble, there's no hope for anybody else. Yeah. And that's just the plain fact. That's the truth. And so... I don't care what side of the fence you're on. Take a good look at your position and, you know, see where you are and, and be honest with yourself about what's going on against Trump. Take your feelings about Trump away because a lot of those feelings were painted on you by the liberal media and everybody. I would say 99% of the people know that the media is tainted, has been, always will Speaking be. Speaking
0: of painting, on, did you see where uh... – I think it was a Monet, some beautiful painting, classic painting worth millions of dollars. Two protesters went in and uh, covered it with uh, you know, smeared paint all over it. And uh, oh, it's
1: their right to do that. You know, you can you can do it, that. It's, a, know, it's it, a valid protest. They don't they
0: don't arrest them, Bill. They don't no, arrest. No, of course not. They they give them a slap on the wrist. The the person they just ruined a million dollar masterpiece, right? And I mean, they'll probably get some. Some guy out there who is—it's his job to restore these old works of art, but the mere fact that the, he has to do that is—you know—it's wrong. Someone said what they've got to do next time these people go in and try to mess up paintings like that is—you know—they got to go in swinging billy clubs on these people and let them know that there are consequences for their actions because right now
1: there are none.
0: All what was the, the world. country?
1: What was the country where if you were a thief? you know, your sentence was whatever hand you yeah, took it well, with. A lot of the cut Arab off countries. the offending. Yeah. yeah, they'd cut off the offending hand. Yeah. So if you go in and both hands are on that painting and you're doing something, all right, you know, proven guilty. Hope you yeah. need I – hope, I hope you can work with your yeah, feet. don't try to scratch your nose. You're going to have a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Let, you know, and that sounds cruel, but what they're doing is cruel and it's wrong, but, you know – by the end of this news story of that they're going to be the victims
0: mm. oh i know i know the uh, left always does that you know it's amazing uh the we talked about that burlington school situation in massachusetts by the way it's a suburb, suburb of boston so um you know where it is it's and it's surround it, it, the parents you know the parents of these kids are probably all liberal I mean mm-hmm. because that's just how it is up in in that area of the, of our country. And uh, to think that their kids could be acting like my god patriots like 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 conservatives. Oh my god, this is got to be driving them nuts. <clears throat> I say that because I used to work in Boston. Yeah. But then it was a, it was a simpler time. It was a, a time when I I had to keep uh I had to play the records and keep that smile on my face.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Disc jockey's life is always wonderful. Yes, it is indeed. You
0: could go in there and have cramps, and you still got to do the show, right? Um, Yeah.
1: That's a whole different
0: story, though. For another time. Um, Another thing happened yesterday, and we haven't talked about it yet. I'm amazed that we've waited 40 minutes to talk about this because it's a big story. Um, First, there was, we talked about this yesterday during our update, uh, three hacker groups uh, oh yeah, the cyber attack. Yeah, Killnet, Anonymous, Sudan, and Reval declared a cyber war on the West. They said they were going to bring down the European banking system within a forty-eight hour period. I don't know whether that that actually happened. It's I guess forty-eight hours is up now, right?
1: Yeah, but you know what? Uh, they could have planted a bug or a virus that takes some time to kick in. All oh, they said they would do the attack. You don't know how the attack is going to manifest itself, when or where or how. We are on Friday, and we're going into the weekend. Perfect time to do any kind of chaotic thing or have it take place is the weekend. And viruses have to infect from one to the other to the other to the other to the other. So that could be taking place, too. I went to the movies yesterday with my son, and... Uh, Anyway, when I got out to the car, I looked, I said, oh, the the cyber attack happened because they were talking about the banks here had been hit by some kind of software bug. I'm going, you know, here's something that we didn't mention yesterday. We did an update yesterday at the front that there was going to be a cyber attack. If it's a true cyber attack, besides the banking thing, and they go after the Internet, and we talk about what, how terrible our grid is and this and everything dilapidated. But there was a movie with Bruce, uh, whatever his name is. Willis. Was, uh, Willis, that's it. Long time ago where he was a cop uh, in uh, D.C., I think, protecting a hacker. But mm-hmm. long and the short of it is, in reality, everything that we have, our entire grid, everything, the Internet, TV, radio uses uh, the Internet, you know the power grid uses the internet. Everything that you have in your life uses the internet. You shut it down, everything shuts off. Signal lights wouldn't work. You'd be driving along, they're done. Lights, they're done. Electricity, it's done. We would be in the dark. Uh-huh. That we would, would be back be from a to cyber someone attack. said
0: we would be back to 1878. What did happen yesterday? a global cyber attack exploiting a flaw in a widely used software has struck several US federal government agencies triggering an immediate and rigorous response from cybersecurity officials they're not saying which agencies were hit they're not they're not coming out and saying it was like the defense department or the cia or or whatever but they are saying it's it it, it did happen and it's affected a bunch of agencies
1: And the mere fact that we're that vulnerable speaks volumes, don't you think? Yeah, it does. And what they're doing with that attack, trust me, they could have brought the whole damn thing down. They showed you one point of vulnerability, but not every point that they know about. And even if we go, okay, we're going to secure everything up, there's going to be a loose end. There always is in even every script or Hollywood story and in real life story, there's always a threat or two that you don't know about, and that's the one that's going to bring you to your knees. And our entire life is now run off the internet. It's it it's involved with everything. Yeah, and you know, and it's going to be involved in our future. So get used to it. Forget about the nukes. You know, uh, our population will start dying off within weeks if you shut down the grid with the internet.
0: Well, like you said, everything's connected to the internet. I mean, everything is connected to power grids. Mm. If you lose your power, it's going to affect hospitals. It's going to affect, uh, obviously, communication. It's going to affect uh, uh, air conditioning and heating, so houses will be warmer in, in the summertime. Uh, you don't know how long it's going to last. Mm. And, you know, no. China has got, literally, buildings filled with young hackers who work for the government, and all they do is figure out ways to screw up our our internet, our system, our communications. It's not that they do it; it's just they figure out how to do it. It's a war game. Yes, and it's a war game. I would imagine, I would imagine Russia is the same way. They probably have uh, uh, rooms filled with people. Now, you would think that I guess we do. It's called CISA, the cyber. Security and Infrastructure Security Agency, the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. I didn't know we we had such an agency, but apparently, they've hired a bunch of people who go out there and try to fix it after the damage has been done. You know, as opposed to building the the barriers to the systems, uh, apparently they respond to uh, attacks. You mm-hmm. know, you would think that they would design a system that. You, it was in,
1: impregnable. You couldn't get into it, you know? Yeah, we wait, for the, uh, we wait for the effect before we study, well, what was the cause? We need to, you know, reverse that scenario so that we prevent the cause from ever happening instead of waiting for the effect, if that makes sense. We, we, we do everything backwards here. We really yeah. do. This guy that we have in the White House right now is uh, is
0: bringing our country to its knees it really he really is i mean uh it, it is amazing that we are talking about donald trump and his indictment this media by the way that we have is an embarrassment it's an embarrassment i people say well what do you really know about it jim well i spent 50 years in the media and and, and that's a long time yes i played records i was but you know you're in the same building you work with the same people In many cases, I knew a lot of people who went on and had careers in the news business. So you're not insulated from these type of people. Uh, To think that they could have allowed their business, which was so neutral when I was a young man. I mean, they were so proud to be objective. They used to brag about it. Oh, no, no, we can't. We have to tell it as it is. No, no. We want the facts and just the facts. Well, that isn't the case anymore now. We have, we have uh, partisans who are sitting in newsrooms who are waving a flag for one side. And if the other side has the facts on their side, they ignore them. They, mm-hmm. they, they absolutely ignore them. So we, we have them screaming about these trumped-up charges against President Trump pun intended <laughs> but you, you know we have all these phony charges thrown at President Trump and they scream from high heaven well he has 37 charges you you know you know that Mike Pence is sitting on the other side you know he's part of the deep state because mm-hmm. because he's essentially trying to uh, give some gravitas. Critics. To uh, these phony charges. Well, Treating these him, yeah. these are serious charges that uh, we have to uh, be very careful to make a decision. We have to listen to all of the evidence first because it affects the lives of our servicemen and women. Oh, gag me, Mike Pence! Either you, you either you know the guy or you don't. You I mean you were his quote right hand man for four years? And by the way, you screwed him really, really good in the end there. I mean, when he turned and expected you to be a loyal, uh, a loyal believer in the cause, you just slithered away
1: like the snake that you are. Well, that snake got a pass. Before all this happened, he was very timid on how he came about going, well, you know, and, and he didn't protect Trump, but he didn't, you know, make him guilty either. Well, now, now, he's 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 gone full on. I mean, I didn't say he didn't, you know, when he was because he was waiting to have them say, oh, you know what, nothing here, and he's guilty because yeah. he should have never had the documents, but he he was given a pass. Why? Who gave him the pass?
0: When Clay Travis went at him the other day, on his uh, Buck and Clay show on the radio, and he literally became. Uh, confrontational he challenged mm-hmm. him in the in the interview you know and uh he, i think clay said uh, uh your non answer is an answer that is y- your non support is, is an answer and and i think that's absolutely correct you either are for me or against me you know it's either it's a very simple thing are you
1: going to pardon him or not do you believe in the man or not he's not going to he you, never had intention to you know, and I think he was surprised so you, that... If you if you remember,
0: Bill, back in 2020, the Wednesday before the January 6th decision, right? The Wednesday mm-hmm. before, I believe, Pence was speaking in either North or South Carolina, and he got up in front of a crowd of people. So help me God, I remember this like it was yesterday. And he promised the crowd that... The right thing was going to happen on January 6th. That don't worry. I'm going to take care of this. The right thing will be done on January 6th. He promised the crowd, and the crowd cheered, like, hey, oh, he's gonna be he's gonna be protecting us and he's gonna be protecting our cause. And he went into the Capitol and he morphed into the
1: villain that he is. You know, I would rather that was his. That was his interpretation of the right thing. So he didn't lie. No, no, he, he was build himself.
0: He was really. It wasn't like he was trying to be coy. He was trying to. He was lying to the crowd. He no, was lying to the crowd. That's he, what I'm saying. The um the guy is not the kind of guy that I I I would rather deal with a Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer, I know, is a slime ball. But I know he's a slime ball.
1: He looks like one. He talks like one. He admits, you know, he wouldn't say I'm a slime ball, but he'll tell you exactly what he's going to do. You know
0: what Adam Schiff is? You know Adam Schiff is a weasel, right? Adam Schiff Mm -hmm. is a weasel. He doesn't pretend to be anything that he's not. Mike Pence is a traitor. There's nothing lower. They pretend to wear one coat
1: when in reality they wear another, you know. Uh, I think it was during. Could you the- imagine if he got presidency? I mean, you know, we complain about Biden. Oh what this God. guy would do. So uh, you know, it's not that the Republicans don't have uh, some bad players too. I mean, they got a whole bunch of them. Rhinos. You see, where they got
0: two more, two more Republicans announced that they're, they're going to run for the president, presidency. The mayor of Miami. I can't. think I think his name is Suarez. He he announced he's going to run. I mean, like, oh. That's a smart move. I mean, you're going to be entering the race just a mere, what, 99 points down maybe? Uh, and then he also the guy, and I forgot his name. I, I think I can find it quickly. He's the guy who uh, actually invented email. Uh, oh, okay, great. He's running. Uh, he, uh, his name is Shiva Ayaduri. Eadurai, Shiva Eadurai, he's uh, announced that he's running for the presidency of the United States. He, he is, uh, he, you know, he, he apparently he's a conservative and he thinks he can bring something to the table. I've heard him speak in the past before he announced for the presidency, and uh, he's obviously a very smart guy. I think he worked and taught at MIT and that's where he supposedly developed uh, the whole concept and process that we now call email. But we, we take it for granted, but it's hard to believe that somebody had to figure out how it works and then implement it, and apparently he was the guy. But why these people think they have a shot? You know, Perry Johnson, I don't know the guy at all. I mean, he's a guy from Michigan. He apparently was a quality control expert and made a lot of money. So Perry Johnson you don't even see him listed on the you don't even see him listed on the uh, mm-hmm. on the list of uh, you know candidates he's running for the presidency he's uh, buys all this time on newsmax uh, at, at usually the stuff that they can't sell and i'm thinking to myself Perry you seem like a nice guy and you're probably
1: smart but i don't know how the heck you think you're going to be president i mean is it about winning or is it about money? Because you know, you or I could run, and maybe we get uh, one third of a percent yeah. uh, polling. But you know, one third of a percent, uh, somebody somewhere is going to give you money.
0: I'm going to have and, my slogan is a chicken in every pot. Does that work for you?
1: Oh yeah, that's a, you know, it's a classic line. Thank and, you, uh, thank you. A uh, chicken in every pot. Work. Or potting yeah, every yeah. chicken.
0: How's that? That, may, that, may, that would Well, now, now you need Fetterman
1: <laughs> to run with you because That's you got to throw some shrooms in there, too.
0: <laughs> some of those magic mushrooms. <laughs> oh, jeez. Counting um, flowers on the wall. That, anyway. Anyway, uh, you heard, uh, probably, maybe you didn't hear, uh, there was another attack. Uh, there, There's a war going on. We're just not being told anything about that war. Uh, in the Ukraine, Russia struck uh, industrial facilities in in uh, Crae, I guess is how they pronounce yes. it Crae. and uh, it's a big deal. Uh, a lot of facilities were destroyed. Uh, but because it's not important enough to talk about right now, we don't want to they don't want to be talking about the border or the wall. I mean, those are only two
1: of the major major stories. Well, you know, yeah, and and let's go to that war because uh, Zelensky came out and said, "Well, you know, if their major offensive against Russia works, they're going to win the war." Well, wait a minute now. Uh the last time I checked, yeah, they're both l- taking heavy casualties on each side, but when you come to the raw body count, yeah. Zelensky can't win that war no matter how hard he tries when it comes down to just the pure number of soldiers against the pure number of real soldiers. He's got a problem when it's a, you know, a, a body for body count. He's going to lose that war unless he's got something else or he's up to something else. Like we need them. No we need more money. U.S. money. Give us. You well, know, we just an, committed to another $2.1 billion. You know, it's not enough. I'm sure that they need even more than that. But you know, yesterday we mentioned that the, the state media in Russia two days ago said Hey, we're, we will go nuclear. Well, yesterday, they came out again and said Russia, uh, they made an ominous uh, threat, and that's that they will, you know, absolutely go full-on nuke to win. So in other words, if they feel that they are losing, yeah, they'll, they'll nuke. And, the, and they already the odds the odd to them ago,
0: losing though are, are slim and none, I think. Because well, I, don't, I don't think Russia's done a full court press. They make it sound, our side makes it sound like Russia's putting everything into it.
1: And I just don't think that's the case. But I think Uh, the reason for the threats is because we're not reporting the truth. And if the truth be known, Zelensky is losing. And at some point in time, if there's going to be a way to win, we've got to step in with our might and our nukes. Which one time we said we'd do the, the limited range ones. And Russia's basically... In the back of your mind, and you know, saying in the background, hey, you know, you bring it on, we'll bring it on. You know, um, when I think about the Russians
0: and combat, I automatically think back to the stories of Stalingrad and World War II. The, the type of people that we're dealing with, the Russian pe- people, uh, they just keep fighting. They yeah. just keep fighting. They don't. To think that they're not going to they're not going to throw down their guns and and wave a white flag it's it's not going to happen, and, and to think anything differently I think is uh, you're you're kidding yourself. Yeah,
1: these. Well, are, I think that I think that's with anybody that really believes in their homeland they're going to defend their homeland no matter what. You know, America's done that too. We've, yeah, but we've, if you remember the
0: Russians in in oh, Stalingrad, yeah, they. They fought in the streets. They fought in the alleys. They fought in the the crumbled buildings. They fought that uh, with makeshift weapons. You know, they didn't have enough tanks. Listen, this is amazing. During World War II, they didn't have enough tanks. The Russians, so right. they literally would make makeshift tanks. Uh, uh, factories in like they'd find a building that wasn't all bombed out, and they'd set up some stuff and start building their tanks and then if that fell to you know if that was bombed they'd move it to another location i forgot the exact tank they designed it was like the t31 or something like that it was like right. the thing that was interesting about the tank was the simplicity it didn't have an automatic turret you know where you press a button and the turret rotated i believe someone had to crank the yeah, turret crank. to turn yeah. the to turn the the, uh, the weapon the gun they they did it because it was easier and cheaper to make, and they also could make it lighter so it would move faster. Uh, and it ended up being a very, very effective tank for World War II for these people. But they they figured out a way to get their tanks built, you know, when their factories had been bombed to smithereens. Uh, they are persistent. Uh, they're not going to let – listen, they don't think they're fighting this war for territory. They think they're fighting this war to get the Nazis off the back porch. And also, those 40 bio warfare labs, it's actually more than that now, that we've talked about in our program. Yeah. They want those things away. Can you imagine if Russia had deadly bio labs across the Mexican border? What we would do? We would do the same thing.
1: Hey, there's no telling what kind of bio labs probably sit right in the middle of the heartland of the United States. We don't know what they have where, but, you know, it, that is true. The 40 there, and that's probably all, the ones we know about. Yeah.
0: Anyway, my friend, we've done it again, uh, another program in the can. We're going to do an update tomorrow, and a lot of things are happening. You know, we were just talking about uh, the cyber attacks. Uh, Bill made an interesting uh, point. He said, it's the weekend. It could happen over the weekend if there
1: could be a bug in the virus uh, in the uh, in the internet right now. That's it's you know slowly crawling through the internet. You might turn on your computer, it goes into you and it then networks to your friends and to banks yeah. and everything. You don't know the pathway, and you all. All I know is that it could blow up on us this weekend. Yep, yeah. it may not. So don't you know? Don't have Bill said to do. It. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that's how those that's
0: how those things work. That's that's how they work.
1: Yeah, Um, you might want to, uh,
0: on occasion, if you have a a security program, you might want to run it, scan your computer, and uh, if it finds something, it'll usually correct it and clean it out. But some of these bugs are so insidious, even the finest uh, software program can't find
1: these bugs, these viruses. Yeah. yeah, turn the damn thing off. You know when you go to bed or when you're not using it, turn yep. it off. Unless you 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 have to leave it on, but you know our phones are a computer too. Do you know that I went, we leave them I
0: always turn my computers off, and you know I woke up twice this week, and my one of my computers was back on. Amazing. Now, Has I think I think we've talked about this. They can actually turn your computers on. Yeah. If they if they sense there's a computer in this location. They can, they can give the signal to turn that computer back on. Yeah. Uh, they can also keep the screen dark. I didn't know these things, but apparently if they want to activate and use your computer, they
1: can do it. Well, uh-huh. yeah, they can. But, you know, everybody's walking around with a computer in their pocket, and do you turn it off at night? No, you plug it into the power cord and leave it on. In case you get that text me- message or that that, <laughs> that uh, message from Facebook, you know I want to yeah. keep up with everything or the email. <laughs> oh, it's two in the morning. Who's sending me an email at two <laughs> thirty in the morning? I got to look now. Well, now uh, that I'm up, I'm browsing. Her. Come on.
0: Does yours ding? Mine dings and it dings loud. Sometimes it's like a it, it's like it a church bell. Sh-
1: it did just before the show, <laughs> and I think it was a butt call from somebody, so I turned it off. That was because I, yeah, you know.
0: It's amazing we, it. we walk around we walk around the world now with phones in our pocket and we're glued to them I think I told you I saw two 15 year old girls walking down the street in my neighborhood very attractive yeah. young ladies uh, they were walking side by side but they were looking at their phones it's like it's like hey there's another person at, on your elbow why don't you talk to them? You know, but, uh, well, yeah,
1: you know, I was, you know, driving around, I see people sitting there walking on the sidewalk, looking at their phone. They have no idea where they are, what they're doing, where they're going. And when they, you know, it's like if you've ever had to get up and do well, like a morning show, yeah. I, I can remember, you know, one time I had to drive 46 miles to get to the job. So I was up at three in the morning. Oh, I've done that. I was out the door at three 40 you know yep. and uh, it was one of those AM stations you had to turn on and warm up and everything mm-hmm. and I'm I'm driving along and I remember getting on highway 46 and then I'm going okay you know I got about 30 miles to go and the next thing I know I was pulling into the parking lot and I'm going well, what happened to the past 36 miles you know and I instinctively I I probably fell asleep and, and I you instinctively drove By instinct yeah <laughs> by instinct God forbid anything got out in front of me. It would have been a terrible <laughs> accident, but, uh. They're but,
0: looking for you on that road. Was it 46? Yeah, they're yeah. still patrolling that road looking for you.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't even have that car anymore. Well, there yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah. Get rid well, of the lot, evidence. Lot, yeah, and I'm a lot older than I was cuz I was a teen then. So
0: Hey, listen, uh, we've done it. If you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868.
1: It's mail at com. Mail at com. I'm just a reasonable facsimile of Bill Knight. You know, uh, you know that,
0: that sounds like by a, a Twilight Zone episode. I got in my car, and the next thing I know, I was at work. It was a 40-minute period that I lost completely what happened. Uh, they
1: did a Twilight Zone on radio. <laughs> what was it? Marty Johnson, he, was a, he, he came in to do the night show at the radio station. And every time he put on a record, it was the same devil record. No matter what, the the, you know, the the station was possessed. And I'm going like, well, I never had that happen. No, but I have had the uncued record or the. Uh, I have the, I have had
0: some devilish songs that I've had to play, but uh, I've never had a devil record. No. no. Hey, listen, uh, we'll do it tomorrow with the update. Have a good one, my friends. Stay well.
1: Hasta la vista, baby. See. Ya.